Psalm 126. When the Lord restored the fortunes of Zion, we were like those who dream. Then our mouth was filled with laughter and our tongue with shouts of joy. Then it was said among the nations, the Lord has done great things for them. The Lord has done great things for us and we rejoiced. Restore our fortunes, O Lord, like the watercourses in the Negreb. May those who sow in tears reap with shouts of joy. Those who go out weeping, bearing the seed for sowing, shall come home with shouts of joy, carrying their sheaves. So today is the third Sunday of Advent, and uh, Advent is kind of a, it's actually kind of a solemn time in tradition. That's why the candles are purple. It's, it's, it's a lot like Lent. It's a time of self-reflection. Uh, it's a time of kind of preparing ourselves, uh, not only for the birth of Jesus, but historically it had been a lot of, there's a lot of gloom and doom about the apocalyptic second coming of Jesus. And, and it's really kind of a, a dark time if we, you know, historically, we don't, we tend to eschew the darkness around that, but it, it, it's often been this time of fasting and a time of kind of self-reflection. Except on the third Sunday, when we celebrate the candle of joy. That's why it's pink. Uh, someone said, you know, all this gloom and doom, we've got to mix it up, but we've got to break it up a little bit. And uh, so they said, well, third Third Advent, let's, let's talk about joy, and we'll talk about rejoicing, and we'll have a pink candle instead of a purple candle. And uh, the, the priests all got to wear their pink vestments, which I don't know what that's about. But, <laughs> but it, was, uh, you know, it, was a, it was a big deal. It, it is a big deal, and it's a, it's a time of really kind of reflecting back and remembering all that God has done for us and rejoicing. That's what this psalm is kind of, it's about. As we read this psalm, I've never, I've rarely preached on, I don't think I've ever preached on a psalm before, so this is the first time for me, but I, this psalm really struck me uh, as being a great, uh, a great text for our rejoicing today, because the psalmist begins by looking back into, Jew, into the Hebrew people's history and acknowledging that God has done great things for us and the people rejoiced. And it's, a t- it's clearly a time for the psalmist when it is dark days for the people of God. Now some scholars think that this is a reflection, a, post, uh, uh, a post-exile reflection uh, somewhere around the 5th century BCE, but uh, a lot of scholars these days are, are admitting that you know what we're not really sure what we can't say for certain what the what the situation was that prompted the uh, the psalmist to uh, to lament to God in this psalm, but something clearly was going on. It was clearly dark days for the people of God, and the psalmist reflects back. And, and remembers all that God has done. Now, few of us have experienced anything as, as huge as the Babylonian exile or things like that. And yet we've had our dark days, haven't we? We've had dark days. We've had dark days as a people quite often. Uh, you know, looking back, you know, World War I, World War II, 
Vietnam, 9-11, all of these things, I think we could qualify as dark days for us as a people, particularly in the United States. Um, and sometimes it feels like we're kind of on the brink of something akin to exile, where the world is changing in a way that it will never quite be the same again. It, there's something in the air, there's something in the world going on that just feels that way. There just seems to be this, this kind of pall hanging over us, as if we're waiting for something to change everything, right? And so we're kind of sitting in that anxiousness around that. But of course, for many of us, the real dark days have more to do with what's going on in our, in our own life or in the life of our, our family members. For many of us here in our congregation, but even beyond that, we are, this is a Christmas where we're, we're celebrating without someone we love because we've lost them. They have died and are no longer a part of the family. How, and around Christmas, it's really a weight. The, the loss and the missing of someone you love becomes a heavy weight around Christmas. And while that, uh, that pain might diminish, it never quite goes away. Uh, particularly at times like Christmas and birthdays and anniversaries. So there's that, there's that sense of loss that sense of just missing someone. And that can be a rather dark thing. Some of us, I've talked to several of us who are experiencing uh, looking for work, losing jobs, not able to find that stable uh, job that's going to keep you know, money coming in and food on the table and the security of like health care and other benefits and things like that. That, especially around Christmas time, right? All of a sudden now we're going, man, how are we going to make Christmas work when I'm not working? How am I going to make it happen? Where am I going to, you know, what a, what a weight, what a dark, what a dark Christmas that becomes when the uncertainty of, of where your, your resources are going to come from just kind of overwhelms you. Some of us are are just dealing with just the struggles of life. Depression becomes so much more pronounced around Christmas time. For many of us, it is a time of joy, but for a lot of us, it, there's all this pressure about being happy and rejoicing and singing those carols over and over again. And Mariah Carey on every 10 minutes. Have you not heard this her song every time? I'm not going to say it because then you'll have it going through your head. But... <laughs> And I love that song, but it's every 10 minutes. <laughs> it comes on every station. And, and it just kind of gets... And so you feel this pressure to be happy. And if you're not happy, you know, that depression just pulls you down even further. And it's at times like these, we are called by the psalmist to remember when God did good things for us and to remember the blessings that God has lavished on us in the past. And the psalmist even reflects that other nations remarked how God had blessed God's people and they rejoiced. It's a time of looking back among, within ourselves and saying, 
I remember when God brought me through dark days like these. Uh, when I was young, and young I mean in my teens, I had just gotten out of high school, I went through this very deep depression. I couldn't sleep for weeks on end. I would get two hours of sleep and, and just couldn't, and I was in this deep funk. Uh, I won't get into the details, but, but I, was, I was just kind of stuck in this deep depression. And at one point, uh, God kind of turned it around. I won't, like I said, I don't have time to get into the details about it. But for me, it was as if I was in this dark pit and Jesus Christ reached down his strong hand and just yanked me right out of that dark pit, out into the light and into freedom. And it was a, it, it was a defining moment. It was a defining moment for me. And when Christ just pulled me up out. I got to tell you, one of, it, one of my, what I meant to say before I started this was one of, my, one of my most proudest moments, one of the most amazing moments for me was when I graduated from college. Because during this funk, during this time, uh, I had wanted to go to school. I had wanted to be a, a, a minister. But I just didn't see it happening because I had got, I'd fallen into this funk and I got kicked out of Weber State University because my grades were so bad. And I was not a great high school student. I had a lot of fun, but I wasn't really good at the school part. And uh, so even after Jesus pulled me out of this funk, I said, I just don't think I have it within me to get through college and go to seminary and serve you, Lord, in the way I feel called to serve you. And uh, so, you know, I'm in this deep funk and Jesus pulls me out of it. And I just, you know, I said, if God calls me to it, God's going to make it happen. And the day I graduated from college, 10 years after my high school graduates. It took me 10 years to get through college. Uh, I, I reflected back. I looked back at the journey I had taken and how God had brought me from this pit of despair to this moment when everything I had dreamed of or longed for uh, was out in front of me. And it was right there. That, you know, even more than graduating from seminary, graduating from college, just meant, it just signified to me that God was going to help me accomplish everything God had called me to. And it was such, it was such an amazing moment. And it was such a, a it, it's such a faith-filled moment that gets me through difficult times. When I look and I think to myself, there is, the things that are needed are so far off and feel so far out of reach. And I feel like I just don't have what it takes to get it. I remember that 10 years, <laughs> that 10 year journey from the depths of utter despair to you know, receiving that diploma and the, the whole future opening up for me. 
And I said, and it gets me through. It helps me move forward. It pulls me out of my sorrow and puts my feet on a path and draws me into the light out of the darkness. We are invited by the psalmist who paints this incredible picture of a farmer, of a, of, of a sower, who weeps in sorrow as the seed is cast out into the field. And the picture I have is that the tears become seeds themselves, sown into the ground, that bloom into rejoicing when harvest comes. That the sorrow of today plants seeds for joy tomorrow. That, that it is not, we're not stuck in just being thrown to the ground. That our tears wept don't just lay there. But that God makes those tears bloom into joy. What an incredible picture we're given. And what an incredible prayer the psalmist offers up to God. May our seeds that are sown in tears be a reaping filled with joy. On Christmas, around this time, it's indeed a time when perhaps the seeds uh, are sown in tears. When perhaps we're hyper aware of the sorrows and the, and the despairs we may be experiencing today. But if there's one thing that Christmas reminds us of, is one thing that the birth of Jesus reminds us of, is that the darkness does not overcome the light. The light overcomes the darkness. Amen? That Jesus is born into that chaos and brings peace and brings hope. And brings joy. And brings unimaginable love. Amen? Let's pray. Great and loving God. The God who brings us out of despair and puts us on a right path. The God who turns our sea, our, the seeds of our tears into a blooming harvest of joy. May we borrow from your courage and strength to get through our deepest, darkest times, knowing that there is a new day down the road. And may we lean on you and rely on you to help us find our way. We ask all this in the powerful name of Christ.